Well, hello everyone. It's the iBug Buzz for Monday, November 16th, 2020. That is dangerously close to the holidays. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm ready for them, but ready or not, here they come. I am Stephen, and I'm going to be one of your facilitators tonight, along with Sandia. This is my favorite part of the week, Monday nights, where we talk about topics relating to the iPhone, the iPad, the iPod Touch, Apple TV, and Apple Watch. I think somebody on this call just got a new Apple Watch, so it'll be kind of interesting to hear how that's going. Uh, the first thing I want to let you know is this call is being recorded, both for playback on our website, as well as on site into Sound Radio as they rebroadcast a portion of the show. So we're very glad about that. Uh, we appreciate them rebroadcasting it on their channel. Now, just a few simple guidelines to keep in mind. We do ask that you please stay on mute until you wish to speak. And this is just to ensure the quality of the call as well as uh, cut down on any background noise. I don't know about you, but background noise tends to be very distracting for me. It just kind of makes it hard for me to hear. So we, we just would rather that if you're not speaking, if you're not asking a question, please stay on mute to uh, minimize any background noise. Uh, one thing I want to let you know is we don't use the raise hand feature on Zoom. What we do is if you wish to ask a question or answer a question or make a comment, just wait till there's a break in the conversation and then state your name. Then wait for me or Sandia to recognize you. Don't start talking until you've been recognized and uh, then you can ask your question. Now, if we have to tell you repeatedly to mute yourself because you have too much background noise, we do reserve the right to put you in the virtual waiting room we really don't want to do that, but we want everyone to have a chance to participate and not be distracted. So just help us by following these uh, basic rules on the call. Now, here are some commands in case you're not sure how to mute or unmute yourself. It's the Alt-A command if you're using a Windows computer. If you're on the Mac, it's Command-Shift-A. On an iOS device, there's a button on the screen that is a toggle between mute and unmute. On the iPhone, it's on the lower left-hand corner, and it's more in the middle of the screen, I believe, if you have an iPad. Now, if you're on a regular phone line, simply hit star six, and that is also a toggle. It'll mute or unmute you. Also, once you've asked a question, please hold off asking additional questions, and that's just to give others a chance to participate. We wanna be fair to everyone. Remember, there are no dumb questions. Sanjay says this a lot, and it's very true. I guess the only dumb question is the one that isn't asked, but it just, no, there are no dumb questions. We want to help you, so don't be shy. All right. Well, uh, before we get to some additional announcements, as well as your questions, uh, let's go ahead and give everyone a chance to introduce themselves. We'll just go around and just state your name and tell us where you're from. If you're a new caller, uh, just let us know that, and we'll come back to you uh, after everybody's had a chance to introduce themselves, and we'll just kind of ask you about basically just how you heard about iBug and what devices you have. So any of anybody that's new on the call, we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Now, remember, you'll need to unmute yourself using the commands I just gave you. So let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. And for some of you who came in in the middle of the call and uh, didn't hear my name, I am Stephen Kerr from Austin, Texas. This is Herbie in Houston. Hello, Herbie. Billy Guevara from Houston. Hey, Billy, welcome. Shelby in Baytown. Hi there, Shelby. Rich Widka, Nebraska. 
Hi there, Rich. Welcome. Brandy from Austin. Hey, Brandy. Welcome. Marion. Marion, welcome. Kathy. Mary from Tennessee. <laughs> Kathy from Tulsa. All right. Kathy and Marion, glad to have you both. Sue Tillich from Hi, Sue. Welcome. Glad to have you for the, you're a first time caller, at least on the Monday night calls, right? Yes. All right. We'll come back to you in just a second. And uh, Keith, I got you, sir, from Austin. Anybody uh, else? From Fort Worth. Hey, Roy. Welcome. Dana from Ohio. Hello, Jim Mr. From Dana. Central PA. Hey, Jim. Chanel in Houston. Hi, Chanel. Welcome. Sandia from Houston. Hey, Sandia. Jan Sturbance, Ohio. Hi, Jan. Welcome. Anybody else that has not had a chance to introduce themselves yet? Yes, Michael in Houston. Ah, he was. Uh, you were hiding under the table, Michael. I saw you <laughs> out of the corner of my eye. I knew you'd be here. Welcome. Yeah, crawled out from under my rock. All right. Go back. <laughs> After the announcement, son. Oh, okay. okay. I don't have them in front of me. We need him for those at least. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? All right. Well, before we get to your questions and announcements, let me let me go back to uh, Sue. If you are still unmuted, if you wouldn't mind telling us how you heard about iBug and what uh, iOS devices do you use? I heard about iBug from uh, iPhone Kathy, and um, <laughs> she got me onto the movies a couple of times. Oh, great. Told me about this. Um, mm -hmm. I have an iPhone 6S, and I'm thinking about getting the SE 2020, maybe even tomorrow. Um, and my brother has a... Um, MacBook Air, and I was going to borrow it and see if I, because Kathy said that you guys have a course on learning it, and I thought I might try to learn it and then see if I want to get one, but I thought I would learn on his in case I go, ah, this is too much. Yeah, we, we do have at certain times of the year a course, and we also have a, a call once a month that is specifically devoted to the Mac, and that's uh, Mac and Talk. And uh, that's a separate call from this one. So yes, we do have uh, some things about the Mac. So you might want to take part in those. Okay, cool. That, that well, might help you kind of make that decision. Is the Mac and talk to learn it or is that people that are already pretty knowledgeable? It's both. It's both. Uh, in fact, Chanel, uh, if you want to unmute and just briefly talk about that. We, we don't always do it on the announcements, but um, if you want to just briefly tell what that calls about. Sure. Yeah. We're always happy to have anybody call into Mac and talk. Um, this month it will be, I think I have the date correct, Tuesday, November 24th. It's always the fourth Tuesday of every month from 7 to 8.30. And uh, like I said, we're interested in anyone who wants to know more about the Mac, whether you're considering one or you're a beginner or, um, you know, more advanced or whatever the case may be. We'd, we'd love to have you. It sounds like you're trying to decide if the Mac is good for you. So um, definitely uh, check us out. Okay, Excellent. cool. Well, yeah. Sue, we're very glad to have you. And if you have uh, questions about the um, SE 20 
the SE2 that you were talking about uh, purchasing, then uh, I'm sure there'll be some people on here that can help you with that tonight. So we're glad to have you. Thank you. All right. Are there any other caller, new people to this particular call that hasn't called into the iBug Buzz before? This is Marion uh, from Tennessee, and I've been to the, the movie nights, but not to the Monday night buzz. Okay. Um, well, we're very glad to have you. So how'd you hear about uh, iBug movies and uh, iBug in general, and also what iOS devices do you use? Oh, thank you. I can't remember how um, the journey started with iBug exactly, but uh, it was a while ago, and then Sanjay recommended that I call in Monday night and check out the buzz and I'm glad I did. So excellent. I, yeah. I started out with an iPad about uh, eight years ago and um, but now I just use my iPhone eight plus I have an Apple watch and um, this is not applicable to this phone call, but I just ordered a new back MacBook air that should come in the next day or two. I'm super excited. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're very glad to have you and feel free to, uh, ask some questions tonight if you have anything. Oh, I do have one for later. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Anyone else before we move on to announcements that, that has not been on this call before? Well, what in the world is going on at iBug? Well, here to answer that question is the iBug guy himself, Mr. Michael McCulloch. So, Michael, tell us of some Wonderful announcements and activities that iBucks got coming up here in the next few days and weeks. All right, I would love to. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, uh, so I'm just going to limit it to what's coming up in the next week since we do this every week. Uh, we got several things here this week. Uh, starting out this Wednesday evening, uh, that would be what the uh, 18th. November 18th at 7 p.m. Central Time is our iBug Insight, no, iBug Android Insight. And that is for anyone that uh, is an Android user, uh, smartphones, tablets, the A-Lady, other similar Android-based devices. And it's a uh, format of that particular meeting is very similar to this one and Mac and talk. It's just kind of an open Q and a help session for anybody that have questions or issues relating to Android devices. So I know most people on this call are here for iOS and, uh, but if you happen to be thinking about looking at how an Android might work out, you can always come join us on Wednesday night and find out more. And all of all of our calls are on this very same Zoom conference line. Then Thursday evening, uh, for any of you Trekkies out there, we have our biweekly Trekkie Talk. That is a session where we uh, discuss episodes of Star Trek. And right now we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. And we're into the third season of that, and we should be on episodes 11 and 12, I believe, this coming Thursday. We'll be discussing those. And so what everybody does there is watch those ahead of time. Uh, if you uh, want to get on our uh, 
mail list for that, uh, contact Sandhya and she'll put you on a mail list. And actually we, because these particular uh, episodes aren't audio described, uh, we have some uh, cheat, cheat, cheat notes uh, that will help you understand that actually they're the scripts of the actual uh, episodes and uh, it'll help you better understand what's going on when you uh, do uh, listen and watch the episode. So that is Thursday evening, 8 p.m. And uh, that is uh, hosted or not hosted, but facilitated by uh, Kenny, who's one of our facilitators on this particular Monday night call. And uh, he would be happy to have you join him on Thursday evening. Uh, Friday evening is our fun-filled iBug virtual night at the movies. And we are, uh, that's at 8 p.m. Central Time. And you can always come in a little bit early at 7.30 p.m. or so and join us for a pre-movie social time. Just chat with some of the others that uh, gather there. And then the movie will start promptly at 8. And after the movie, stick around and have a little movie discussion. And for our feature this week, stick around until halftime show and we'll be discovering what that will be. Uh, then, well, we've already talked about Macintalk. That's next, the following Tuesday, a week from now, a week from tomorrow night, I guess, Tuesday the 24th. So, and you've already heard about that. So I won't go over that again. And, to find out more about all the good things we're doing, you can always go to our website, ibugtoday.org, and that will list all the different uh, training sessions that we have, our group training, as well as our individual one-on-one uh, -on -one Jumpstart mentoring program. Uh, a lot of brand new people like to get involved in the Jumpstart mentoring program. And that's where we will match you up with one of our advanced users and you'll meet one-on-one -on -one, uh, each week for a period of 12 weeks and that'll get you up and going on using the iPhone. Also, all of our meetings are recorded just like this one is being and you can always go to our website to uh, play back those recordings uh, of any of our training sessions. And also uh, for this particular Monday night call, uh, we have a, a, an official podcast of that. Uh, you can listen to that on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, the A-Lady can play that for you and pretty much any of your favorite podcast apps. And you can subscribe to that. Uh, just do a search for the iBug Buzz, and uh, you can always uh, follow up in case you missed our Monday night call, or if you want to go back and uh, just check something out that you didn't understand and get a little more information there. Uh, you can also keep track of what's going on with iBug on our Facebook groups page, facebook.com slash groups slash iBug today. That's a great place to also find the announcements, you can uh, get information about the latest and greatest things happening in the 
Apple World and other related technologies. And uh, so you can just go there, join that group and uh, be a part of that. Uh, also, if you have questions or issues that come up in between these Monday night calls, that's a great place to have those questions answered too. Also follow us on Twitter. We, our handle there is at iBug today. And uh, Herbie, who's on this call tonight, is our Twitter master and uh, get information on what's going on in the iBug world and the Appleverse and other tech-related information. So those are the ways to keep track of what's going on with Talent iBug. show. Talent show. What? Talent show. Talent show. Oh, talent show. <laughs> What's the talent show? Oh, the iBug Holiday Social Talent Show. I think you've already been having we, some eggnog. We, <laughs> yeah. we are having a special holiday talent or holiday social in December. And as part of that, uh, on December 20th, we are having a very fun talent show. So any of you out there that have musical abilities, singing, playing instruments, or storytelling or joke telling, then you can always, uh, we would love for you to uh, enter our talent show. And uh, you can go on our website and find out information on the rules to do that. Basically just record a five minute or less little recording, send that in to iBugToday at gmail.com and uh, do that before the end of the month. And uh, we'll be selecting uh, several of those to be a part of our talent show in December. Uh, oh, one other thing I guess I should say is we've got uh, our book club, I, I bug Vila Book Club, uh, since we need some people may need to start reading that. That's coming up on December 10th. And we have that favorite holiday classic, Misery by Stephen <laughs> King. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you can't make this up. No, you sure so, can't. So Only an I bug. If you want to be a part of that. You can always go to uh, Bard NLS and let's see, the it's DB, DB number 26,000. Oh, that's 000. easy to remember. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, very good. <laughs> okay, so, I think you've had enough. <laughs> We Boy. love our holiday classic books. So. <laughs> Only what holiday? Hours. Halloween? Is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> we so, just had that. Uh, a little late. Yep. So go ahead and download that, and you got plenty of time to read that. So, anyway, those are the announcements that I have for this week. So turning it back over to you, Stephen. Gee, thanks, Michael. Now, how in the world am I supposed to follow that up? Sadia, help me out here. I have no idea. <laughs> I do have one little thing about. It. I I was distracted, you know, by the the holiday thing. Mm -hmm. Um. So if we want to send an entry, you know, if somebody actually has talent and wants to send something in. They just uh, email it 
Yep, you can uh, create a recording. Maybe you can use one of the many fun apps that we've used on here. Use voice memos or however way you want to create an, a recording. And then uh, just attach it to, as an email. Upload it or however you want to do it. Send us a link. You know, send us this some kind of attachment. Hey, one, and one, then, one second, Shelby. Hang on, hang on. And then uh, once you do that, then we will uh, evaluate them and you know, there's, there's just, like Michael said, check out the rules on our website. Okay, very good. By November 30th is a deadline for submitting, so. Okay, Shelby, go ahead. <laughs> okay, guys. All right, so I have, a, I have a question regarding voiceover and dictation. Okay. Um, I noticed that, um, as you know, Steve and I, I'm writing a book, and um, I'm, I'm listening to the voiceover playback. It sounds like it's it's saying it's like it's like coming in and out like this is like a bad signal and i'll have to race like turn it off and restart it and it's fine it's just when you when you dictate and then when you stop the patient it says like the like the yeah like yeah, that it's, yeah um, it's not like good, but like it'll chop off choppy yeah right have y'all noticed yeah. that yeah it's it sounds like is your signal is cutting out a little bit Shelby. that voiceover yeah okay um yeah it sounds actually right oh, now oh, it oh, sounds like you're having issues with that too so. yeah you're you're cutting out a bit right now too shelby uh, Her, herbie go ahead um so just i don't know one th recommendation i would have if you're going to do dictation is Make sure you get a really good close-up um, mic that can be really close to your face that's going to eliminate as much background noise as possible because um, even your iPhone internal mic <clears throat> and even the AirPods mm -hmm. Airpo headset, you know, they're going to pick up, you know, things such as like fans, refrigerators, you know, things that are in the faint background. So mm -hmm. make sure you have a really good close-up mm -hmm. mic that can be focused on you and that's going to give you the best results for dictating okay. yeah because I've, I've had i've never had issues with dictation before so that's why i was wondering if it's just a bug in the because it's not the dictation it's the the playback when i'm listening when i'm you know re, you know double check it to make sure that when i what i dictated was accurately you know right, written right. Mm -hmm. and that's it's not the, it's not speech itself it's not the microphone it's the the voiceover itself it's you know it starts and, starts and stops okay so it's lagging oh i'm just wondering about that um and i've also been having issues with this is the carrier Okay. This is Sonia. Go ahead, Sonia. Yeah, I think Shelby, I think that's like you've been having like, you know, different questions over the past couple of weeks you've had. I think they indicate there is something like a Wi-Fi issue. Maybe I'm just trying to draw on some of the questions that we've heard. Wi-Fi and, yeah, Wi-Fi so and um, you, so you may have to, yeah. yeah, and right now we can't, I mean, it's really hard to even understand. You may have to just call back in because it's very hard to hear what you're saying right now. And the recording is not going to really capture okay. what you're saying, but yeah, that that might be the problem. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Very okay. good. Yeah, I, I think so, that's what I was going to say. Keith, go ahead. I was just going to say uh, the dictation uh, 
speaking what you have written or have dictated back has been an ongoing issue the last couple of years. You, uh, it's kind of been hit or miss of uh, you'll dictate something and it will either uh, dic- or talk, um, speak back part of it or none of it. And a lot of times even just turning voiceover on and off will not correct it up. And a lot of times you'll just have to manually go back through and, and uh, move your focus and, and uh, reread it that way. But I, I know it's been an ongoing issue for a while now. Okay. Well, I think Shelby just left, so maybe she's trying to call back in. Uh, why don't we move forward to a new question? Does anyone have a new question to bring? Any of our new people want to chime in and ask some of their questions? Feel free to unmute yourself and do so. Hi, this is Marion from Tennessee. And, Hi, Marion. Um, Go ahead. Well, since I'm I'm new to Monday nights, I'm not really sure if if this is the right kind of question, but I have been trying to use my phone with my Bluetooth keyboard uh, for word processing for a long time and uh, have never quite figured out the option to check for spelling, the misspelled words. And I've tried to Google it and, and figure it out. And I was just trying it again today on a, a letter I was writing um, within the mail program, an email. And um, just, I, I can't get that figured out. Is that something you all uh, yes. Yeah, we do uh, talk a lot about Bluetooth keyboards and other accessories to iOS devices. So, Well, this is really just about within iOS and, and the misspelled words, using mm-hmm. that to check for spelling errors, which are typing errors for me mostly. But um, Okay. okay. Um, so I know several of you on the call do have Bluetooth keyboards. Is there anyone that can um, help Marion with this question of spelling? with the Bluetooth keyboard? <laughs> Anyone? You know, it was a couple years ago they came out with the option for misspelled words and then it didn't uh, work with voiceover, I think, in the beginning. And then it was only within a few mm-hmm. apps, at least the stuff I've read on mm-hmm. on uh, the internet about it because I've tried to figure it out. This, this is Chanel. Chanel. Oh, wow. But Chanel and Herbie. All right, Chanel first and then oh, Herbie. <laughs> that I'm is sorry. Fine. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Chanel. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know what the phone, it's been a while since I've used Bluetooth on um, the phone, but I know like to go to um, misspelled words on the Mac, I can do command semicolon, but you probably, what you might actually need to do for the phone is use the... Um, the rotor and you can do that with a keyboard using like up and right to go to the to move forward in the rotor and up and left to move back and then you would navigate to misspelled words i think that that's a setting in the rotor and then do the down arrow to find the first misspelled word and then i don't i don't know what you would do from there um have you tried that at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, it's been in my rotor for a couple of years, and I, you know, um, have not not been able to figure out 
how to use that option. I think there's some stuff over. on Applevis about it, but um, okay. maybe Herbie has something better to offer. Yeah. Go ahead, Herbie. Actually, I was just going to say the same thing that Chanel was. There is definitely the option if you're using the regular screen for the rotor, you kind of use the rotor to go to spell check and then you flick down. It points you to the misspelled word and then I think it's like you flick left or right for the different um, replacement options and then you double tap. So um, maybe try that on the touch mm -hmm. screen first and if that works, then maybe you can duplicate the same type of commands with the Bluetooth keyboard. Oh, okay. that's my yeah, suggestion, no. but maybe somebody. Okay. okay. Does anyone okay, else have a you. suggestion that hasn't been discussed yet? That might help. Does anybody use that on the iPhone, that option? This is Keith. Go ahead, Keith. Uh, this is along the same lines. Uh, here's the last couple of months, even before the new iOS, uh, Came out, came out, and I'm still having upgraded, but I've been having trouble uh, turning the rotor on or going through the rotor when I'm in a text field, like say in Word or Notes. It will not uh, scroll through the rotor like it used to. And it's just like I said, been within the last couple of months because I was able to use it. And now um, it just, you hit the, uh, the uh, back and up arrows or the the forward and up arrow and it just uh it does nothing so i and but i'll go i'll exit out of the document and it will work the rotor will work so i don't know if that's part of it but if if you can get the rotor to work i think part of uh using the keyboard of course i think that you have to be at the front of what the start of whatever you're wanting to check the spelling. Uh, but like I said, uh, it might be an issue with the rotor right now too. Mm. Is that something that um, you said in the last couple of months, was that something that was going on even before iOS 14? Yes, out? definitely. And yeah. that's, that's what I'm thinking. I, I haven't been able to update and I thought, well, maybe they fixed it in this update. So, um, but I know before uh, 14 even came out, I was uh, having the same issues. And then, like I said, it just very recently before that, I was able to use the rotor in in Word and notes and everything. This is Herbie. So. Go ahead, Herbie. You know, I, I mean, I'd be curious. I mean, I could pair my Bluetooth keyboard to the phone because I use it for the computer. But I wonder, like, would has Apple put in, like, you know, the hidden, like, um, would command semicolon work on a Bluetooth keyboard to initiate spell check, you know, hmm. using a keyboard command, you know, that might be a, worth trying out just to see if it works or not. That's an interesting this thought. Is, Keith, go this, ahead. I was just going to say, it seems like uh, the stuff that was available uh, several months ago has uh, decreased um, in the last couple of months. Stuff that was working is not now, is not working now. And I've tried it uh, with a couple different keyboards. I thought, well, maybe my keyboard's getting worn out and I have a brand new uh, keyboard Logitech that I just bought and it's not working with that one either. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. Well, Marion, does that, I guess, at least point you in the right direction a little bit? Yes, thank you. I'm going to check out Apple this because I'm not sure if... Um 
my Google search got me there or not. So I'll, I'll try that and keep trying it, but I appreciate all of your help and advice. Absolutely. Yeah. AppleViz, if you went like directly to the website, it's uh, A-P-P-L-E-V-I-S.com. Oh, it's and, V-I-S? Not yeah, it's, it's Apple. No, it's Viz. Apple. Oh. Yeah. And then V, v is in victory. Uh-huh. I-S as in Sam. Okay. Dot com. And if Great. there's a search field, it has a very good search field. So if you type in that misspelled. in the search, yeah, yeah misspelled. It, mm-hmm. uh, it also has a filter where you can just go by uh, blog posts, podcasts, forums. So yeah, it's a, it's Great. got a very good search feature. So you may actually find some, some helpful hints on there. And if anybody else uh, on this call uh, comes up with something even after the call, uh, I don't know, Marion, do you do Facebook? Because we have a yes. Facebook group. Yes. Yes. So if, I think I'm in it. Yeah. Okay. If you're on there, um, sometimes we post things to Facebook uh, even after this call. So there may okay. be, if somebody else has any ideas and want to post it on our Facebook group, feel free to do so. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for, thanks for asking. That's a good question. A very good question. All right. Who would like to ask the next question for tonight? Mark in Montreal. Hey, Mark, go right ahead, sir. Hey, Mr. Kerr. How's it going? It's um, going well. Good stuff. Um, my uh, my first comment, just relation to the last topic, is when I know I've mistyped or misspelt a word, I backspace, and it usually comes up with the correct spelling, which I vo space on, and it, it will add it the correct spelling, and then I just do a space and carry on. It doesn't always work, but it does work. I would say eighty percent of the time. Uh, so you might want to try that if you know for sure that you've mistyped something backspace and see if it'll give you the correct word and if it does vo space on it to establish that word and then put a space after it and carry on okay good good point good point um the question i have asked is when you add information in your calendar and you've saved it and you know it's all there time date link to the zoom meeting the whole nine yards if you ask siri and i'm not a huge siri fan but if you say what's on my calendar it will what's on my calendar for the week it'll say or for the month let's say it'll say tuesday it'll say wednesday it'll say it won't say next tuesday it'll just keep going through and tell you the dates and you're going wait a minute, what Tuesday was that? You know, because it's not giving you the complete information as to the which date, which which Tuesday it is in the month. I mean, you can figure it out based on the progression of your appointments, I suppose. But it's it's an annoyance I've noticed, you know, in trying to read the whole, even for the week, it will say Friday, you have a meeting and it won't necessarily say the time it'll say the meeting title and and what it is but has anybody got a resolution to that and subsequent to that if you have a meeting scheduled uh, and it's the third wednesday of the month say the low vision group that we have in montreal that i participate in as a no vision person just to try to help the low vision people out um 
if it's always on the third Wednesday. Okay, Mark, I'm a, let me interrupt you for just a second. We've, we've got some background noise. Somebody's iPhone is going off. So stop in the second. Darn white sending a text message that it's over on, on the couch. It will stop. This is Toby. Can you mute yourself, please? Yeah, she's gone. Um, what, what it is, is how do you set it up so that it's always every third Wednesday of the month and not monthly? Because it doesn't always line up if you put it as monthly on the calendar. Is there a way to do that? Okay. Is there anyone that can, um, uh, Mark, let me ask you real, let me ask you real quick. How long has this issue been going on through the last few updates or is it it's something not, popped up uh, recently? I mean, up to 14.3 in the beta now. And I mean, this has always been there for me. Like it, when you add, do the series, you can go into the calendar and read it manually and figure it out. But, you know, mm -hmm. for, to do it on the fly, and then when you're scheduling a meeting, you can say weekly, monthly, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if it's always on the third Wednesday, or let's say your uh, iBug Today Macintosh. Okay, how do I set that up so that it'll always come on the fourth Tuesday of the month rather than monthly on from that Tuesday, which won't necessarily line up? Okay. So does anyone have any suggestions for Mark? on the calendar issue this is d hi d go ahead okay i can't give you exact step by step but if you go into the calendar and set up your date like the on the third tuesday or whatever you just said um <clears throat> you sh you can flick on down there and it will ask you and you may have to go into more or something like that more options and it will say bi-weekly every third week or something like that and okay. if that if you can't find that i think you're gonna ask siri to set it up on the third tuesday <laughs> third win third thursday or whatever you just said this is ask her to set it on the third thursday of each month okay um, Mark, Mark, did you have something to follow up with before I get to Keith? With that? No, no, no. Okay. Just, just how to read the calendar generally, and when you're asking in Siri without having to go in manually, it's a way to know which Tuesday or which Wednesday that your coming up meetings for the month are on, by because it'll just say Tuesday at two p.m. or Wednesday, regardless of what Tuesday it is in the month. Okay, uh, Keith, go ahead. Uh, uh, to the first item that's been going on for a while and I have not figured out how to get around it. It's very annoying because you end up having to just go into your calendar and manually, manually go through the dates. But, uh, so, um, but as to the second part, it's going to be a hard follow-up to, you know, following D. But anyway, if you go to your calendar, uh, day and to the event, and then you can go up to the right top right edit and uh, when you are editing that event uh, where you are able to set up the date and time it will say start then finish and then right under that it will have a button that says repeating or repeat or repeating or something like that and you can double tap that and that's where you can set up uh, for the event to recur uh, every, uh, second day or, you know, every, um, second day of the month, every other week and 
every third week of the month that you can go through there. There's, there's uh, unlimited options as far as that goes. But um, uh, I know that if you have two events, uh, kind of like we have Tricky Talk on the first and third um, Thursday, uh, you actually have to set up two recurring events. You're not able to set up uh, an event that recurs um, the first and the third. You just can do one the first Thursday and one the third Thursday. But it's right under the where you set the, the date and the time. You should be able to find it. Okay, because okay. all I've noticed is uh, weekly, uh, day, weekly, monthly, I haven't seen anything else by, uh, other than those. So I'll, I'll have another look and see if I can edit it more. To my there's, there's one option, and I'll have to go back through it. It seems like there's one button. It's, it's labeled, but it's, it doesn't let you know what's a button. I think you have to make another tap in, in all that to find out, find the spot where you can actually set it to recur every uh, third week. I will look at that, and, and uh, I know you're on Facebook, so I'll, I'll, if I find it, I'll, I'll write something down and just post it on Facebook for you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Very good. Keith. Much appreciated. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Mark. That's a good question. You have some great questions tonight. All right. Who would like to ask the next great question? Uh, Ibrahim. Hi, Ibrahim. Go ahead. So, um, I know I brought this up last week and gave, people gave me some good suggestions. Also, emailed about this on a couple of lists. And uh, I also called Apple Accessibility. Um, I'm having some battery problems still with my um, iPhone SE. And the way they come up the worst offenders like Google News, uh, Apple told me that I was uh, doing things in the background and turned off Bluetooth and some other things. And I'm still having to charge like two or three times a day. I was wondering if anybody knows what's going on. Wow. Okay. Anybody have uh, suggestions for battery issues for the SE? It just happened like three months ago. I got this phone back in April and it was fine. This is Herbie. Herbie, go ahead. So the Mosin at Large podcast has been covering this issue in depth lately because it has come out that the SE2 has really, really poor battery. The only things you can do is um, minimize your activities to extend the life of it. Um, turn off background app refresh. And let, you know if you need certain apps to do some background work, have them on specifically. Um, make sure your screen brightness is set to zero. Yeah. Some people have reported better luck with LTE than relying on Wi-Fi. Um, you know, <clears throat> lock your screen whenever you're not using it. Um, a lot of video apps will even let you do that. You may have to, uh, you know, don't use Bluetooth. Um, use wired headsets. And also some people have said that, like, you know, a battery case works really well yeah. for them that um, keeps the battery going a little bit more. Okay. And so one of those um, battery cases, like the smart ones from Apple might be a good idea. So those oh, are okay. a summary of suggestions that um, have come came out of that podcast. Okay. Because one of the things that Apple accessibility found when we did a uh, screen thing, they found that uh, the background reflects for Google News um, 
there's no there's no way for me to turn it off because I'm only running iOS 13. So um, I guess I need to update to iOS 14 to have a yes. system toggle uh, for each different app. Well, so you should already um, have that in iOS 13 because under background app refresh, you should be able to toggle each app individually. Um, yeah, uh, right. not, not for the apps I was using, so I just deleted them and that hasn't changed any battery. But um, I'm surprised because I got this phone in April and it wasn't until like June or July. Well, just keep in mind, and I'm not trying to be insulting or anything, but just say, you know, truthfully that, you know, the SE is a low budget phone. It's not, you know, if you want something with better battery life, you are going to have to really the 11 series is actually even a little bit better than the 12, even though the 12 is a better phone, the 11 series, I would say is a little bit better for battery life. Okay. Um, So that's just something to really think about if the... Yeah. Overall health of the battery is a big concern for you. What about the okay. SE twenty twenty? Yeah, it that that's what the the, the SE models in general, and the, definitely Just, the SE twenty twenty has really poor battery. Oh, okay. Because life. I thought um, they were better phones in other respects, so I thought maybe the battery was as well. No, 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 no. Kenny, Kenny, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna comment on the battery um, issue. Um, every Ever, ever since iOS 11, Apple has, when they come up with a new device, they've purposely targeted the older devices, even if it's just yeah. last year's model. And that sounds like what they're doing in in Abraham's case. They're not targeting your phone specifically, but they're targeting all the older phones. And mm-hmm. Apple was caught doing that back then with iOS 11. And their yeah. response from Mr. Cook was, Everything we do is for the good of the users, end quote. So yeah. it, 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 it unfortunately, um, it's Apple's way of nudging you and everybody else to buy the new, the new phone. Well, this, this, is, this is pretty much a brand new phone. It came out well, in know, April. Well, I know, but they want you to buy the latest and greatest. Uh, okay. I, yeah. I, I wish, I wish um, it would be illegal for what they're doing. But, um, I thought yeah. they got sued is, is what I heard. Well, and it hasn't hasn't stopped them yet. Their their attitude okay. is we okay. control the hardware and the software. Okay. Yeah. Um, even and and just to even when the new Macs hit the market, the M1 Macs. Um, yeah. People that people noticed um, on their brand new old Macs or whatever Intel Macs that battery had performance and took a hit. So. It, it, yeah. It, they're doing this by design. Uh-huh. By their design, not yours. <laughs> yeah. That has been Apple's history, unfortunately, yes. for a long time. And, and you, so, I, you... and so I believe that I believe that's the true statement. But Apple, they're whoever you talk to, they're definitely not going to tell you what I just told you. No. And um, their 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 policy is deny, deny, deny until uh-huh. something terrible happens, and then they they'll uh-huh. turn an about face. But unfortunately, this is um, Herbie. You know, that's not all right. Yet. Herbie, go ahead. I would say that though I like because I've gone you know I've had both the 11 and the 12 now you know both with iOS 14 I would say that even with iOS 14 even though the 11 is a slightly older phone I would say the battery was still a little bit better on that of course you weren't using there's some different factors with 12 too like 5G but um like I said though the um even with iOS 13 though I think people have had a lot of battery issues with the new 2020 SE, I don't think it's just iOS 14. So I, I think, you know, from what I've been hearing lately, it's a lot of people have been having 
issues with it since they got the phone going back to like April and some cases like June back when, you know, iOS 14 wasn't even out yet. So this is Chanel. Go ahead, Chanel. I have, well, unless I have a related question to this topic. Um, okay. So we're, I can ask it or we can, I don't know if there was anybody else who needed yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead and ask it. Okay. Um, so I was wondering the battery charging kind of reminded me, you know, I'm thinking about um, MagSafe, like getting a MagSafe charger for my iPhone 12 Pro. Has anyone heard anything about MagSafe or does anyone use it? You know, what's the good, the bad, or, um, you know, I was doing a little bit of research on it today and it, it definitely seems like a great way to you know, avoid always constantly plugging in a cord, but um, I wish the cables were magnet safe for a little bit longer, but um, this is Kenny. Just, you know, how well does it work? Okay, Kenny, go ahead. Uh, the, the MagSafe, it's Apple's latest and greatest, and um, I believe you have to use their proprietary charger, and even if you upcharge and use, say, like Kenny's 30 watt charger it is not going to be faster no. um charging wise um it is a nice i mean if you want to get magsafe you're more welcome to it it is unfortunately not as efficient as plug and charge as you know you normally would with the um various different charges you can get but um it is out there and if you want to you know, buy a MagSafe product, you're, you're more welcome to it. it. But the efficiency is not there for that. This Meaning, you know, you, you won't be able to like really charge your phone up quick and, and go. I, so okay. how is it? Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Chanel. Oh, I didn't. I'm so sorry. No, um, you're fine. Go is, ahead. It, is it comparable? I mean, I know it's kind of like the, um, what is it? The wireless charging, but I thought that was like 7.5 and MagSafe is 15. If you have a 20 Apple's 20 watt. So is it, I mean, it, is it much slower than charging it regularly or? This like, is Kenny. Slower, um, there are other charges you can buy that are Apple certified like 30 watt chargers and they'll charge faster. Uh, they should charge faster based on what they have. Not with the MagSafe, uh -huh. just by the plug and the wall wart and the, and oh, the cord. Okay. I'm, I'm talking Waller and the cord versus MagSafe. Um, Apple has specifically designed their phones with their, what, 18 different magnets and their phone to operate with MagSafe, yes. So um, it is just something that they're pushing, uh, some people suspect, to someday have a totally wireless phone, meaning yeah. no ports. This is Brad. Uh, Shelby and then Brad. Shelby, did you have a comment? Yeah, this is Shelby in Baytown. Um, um, as I mentioned before, yeah, um, the wireless charging is is slower, but I've discovered a method, uh, Chanel, that um, if you put um, technically you're supposed to, I, I, it doesn't really matter, but I've discovered if you put your phone horizontally, it, it, you've got to be in the center now. But I noticed if you put it sideways. And with the charging port facing to the left versus the right. Um, and also another thing, I recommend that you lock your screen um, and, you know, don't have like Netflix playing 
while I'm on the charger. Um, just, um, and uh, because I use a wireless charger because I have, I have issues that uh, don't permit me to use cords. So, um, and I, I have, I have one, but it's not, it, it's Apple certified, but it's not an Apple, um, it is not an Apple um, charger, but I do have a wireless charger and it's, it's actually pretty good actually. So yeah, I, so I recommend it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, let me get to Brad and then I'll come back to sure. you, Chanel. Brad, go ahead. Um, okay. I looked into these MagSafe. I got a, a 12 Pro when they came out. Uh, first of all, you've got to have one of those MagSafe cases. Uh, the magnets uh, are not in the phone. I got a MagSafe charger and found out that even when I set the thing on the table and put the phone right on top of it, it still wouldn't work without uh, a MagSafe case, you know, I thought, well, maybe, you know, cause it's a faster charge and this would replace my little 7.5, uh, you know, wireless charger that I've got on a table that I could just set the thing on it. I knew without magnets, it's going to need to sit still. It's not going to, you know, stick to the thing, but it wouldn't charge it at all. Cause you know how you hear a little sound when it begins to charge, even on a wireless <clears throat> charger, I couldn't get it to do the sound. I couldn't get it to do anything. So the thing is no good without a wireless charger. Uh, I've also read and learned that the things will only work with the Apple uh, 20 watt charger, which of course is sold separately. It's not the charger, the 18 watt charger that came with the uh, iPhone 11s. Oh, if you not. use one of those, you're not going to get the full 15 watts of charging. It's interesting. Uh, a 20 watt charger to give you 15 watts of charge on the phone. So you've got to buy the new 20 watt charger. I don't know what it does if you use a charger that puts out more than 20 watts, if there's something in there, because the article I read didn't talk about that. It just said that you've got to do the other. And then the third thing is with any of these wireless chargers, we go back to the thing I read from the Apple Insider article written by the electrical engineer who warned about long-term usage on any wireless charger because when they get to 100%, they then stop charging. But as soon as it drops down to 98, 99%, it'll stop charge, start charging again. And that little process repeats itself over and over again. So you're not going to want to put one of the, your phone on one of these chargers and leave it long-term like overnight. You're better off using a charging wire because when it gets to hundred percent, it stops charging. It switches to AC power. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've read. Very good, Brad. Great stuff. Chanel, go ahead. That is excellent. I yeah, because I was look, doing a little bit of preliminary research today. Not obviously how in depth Brad went, but <laughs> you know that was saying that yeah, it was totally fine doing the charge without the case. And but that's really good to know if I ever can. Yeah. And then I think Shel Shelby's comments about the wireless charging would not be relevant to the MagSafe in terms of how to put the charger port and whatever because that's different. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't matter, I hope. Um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that, that's that's well, a good. I forgot what else I was going to say. But I'm not that smart. I just read Apple Insider <laughs> all the time. There's, <laughs> a, there, there's an Apple Insider app you can download and get their news that way, and I do that okay. all the time. So that's true. You okay. Do that. um, okay. Kenny, go ahead. Yeah, my mistake about the. I thought that I heard during the teardown they said there was 18 magnets in the phone, and so I, I. Uh, I thought that was weird that Apple would embed all those magnets in the phone. Uh, so I must have misheard that. This, this I, is Brad. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Brad. Other thing I read in the same article was it warned you about using um, the MagSafe uh, cases because of the magnets in the case. They said it was unbelievable how much little pieces of metal you have no idea how many little pieces of metal and things that are around that end up attached to your phone. They said uh -oh. it was unbelievable. It's, I had no idea. It's like, where's this stuff coming from? But I'm finding all this trash attached to the back of the phone. Huh. So that was another thing nobody ever talked about. That yeah, they that discovered. is interesting. But no, there are, it doesn't work. Like I said, I didn't have one of those cases. I thought about getting one of the leather wallets. Uh, of course, when I found out about that everything paperclip, you name it, would end up stuck to the back of the phone. I said, I don't want this. I'm happy with just a wired charger in my old Mafi wireless charger that's on my desk. But no, I put the thing, I tried it, it wouldn't work at all. And I ended up sending the thing back. Wow. That's very interesting. Yeah. I, I've heard about, you know, some things like that. It, it is amazing what can get attached to your phone and, and it can certainly affect, you know, even the charging aspect of it. Um, any other, I, th I think we've explored this topic quite in depth, but uh, any real quick comments before we move on to the next question? I think we may have time for one more question before we get to the halfway point of the call. This is Keith. Steven. Go ahead, Keith. Go ahead. I if you don't mind, I was going to touch back on the calendar uh, yeah, go ahead. Again, I, sure. I actually went through there, and I think I can briefly describe that. If you go in, as I was saying, and edit the calendar event and swipe down, and you'll come to the start and then to end and then repeat. And if you double tap on repeat, that will bring up a new page that if you swipe down to that the bottom of that page, you'll find custom. And if you double tap on custom, that will open up a new page. And at the top of that uh, page, you'll hear frequency. And if you double tap frequency, that's where you'll, you have the uh, different settings for to set up the recurring event every third uh, Thursday of the month. There's a picker item there and then there's some options, but that's where you have to dig to find how to set that uh, recurring every every certain week. Okay. Very good. Instant research. Love it. <laughs> All right. Sandia, I think we, we have about yes. a minute before the halfway point. Do you want to go ahead and start okay, that or maybe yeah. have time for a quick question, whichever you prefer. Okay. Can anybody give me a one minute question? <laughs> Is there such a thing? Uh, okay. Well, who is that? I have a quick Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, other than the battery life, do folks like the SC2020? And is the battery, I mean, the battery life on my 6S is really bad. I'm lucky if I get an hour 
So I'm assuming it must be much better than that. So probably I'll think the battery life is great. I don't know. Okay. Um, so anybody want to comment on the SE 2020? It's Roy. That was Roy. Go I'm ahead, sorry. Roy. I, I was, the Jaws was talking in my ear. Yeah, go ahead, Roy. go ahead, Roy. I just wanted to say I have an SE 2020 and I've, uh, I get about eight hours out of a battery and that's using it, you know, on the road, maybe email, uh, a couple of text messages, maybe surf the web for 20, 30 minutes and eight hours later, I have to recharge it. So I'm pretty disappointed with it too. And other than that, it works great. It's responsive. Everything else, you know, works like I expect with the battery life is for. Yeah, I have heard that as far as the SE2020 is uh, much faster. Uh, that, that's this is that's Scott. One benefit that I've heard. Go ahead, Scott. Real quickly, uh, just real quickly, I was going to say I've, I've, um, I'm planning on getting it. And one thing I, one thing I got in advance was one of those power banks, uh, those portable batteries, external batteries. So I figured that okay. would come in handy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that's very helpful. Thanks, everyone. That's some uh, interesting things about phone charging that I didn't know. <laughs> so I learned a few things. Well, thank you, Sandia, and thank you, oh, everyone. So I'll go okay. hand it off to you, Sandia. Hand it off. Thank you. Okay, so here we go. Second half. Anybody that didn't get a chance to say hello the first time around, please say your name and where you're from. This is Scott from Arizona. Welcome, sir. This is Kenny from Missouri. Welcome, sir. Is that Mark? Welcome, I think I Mark. Heard Mark. Yep. In yep. the background there. Okay. Linda from Mumble. Okay, Linda from Mumble and Brad. Welcome, both of you. Isaac from Temple, Texas. Hey, Isaac. Welcome. Priscilla from all. Beth from. There's Priscilla. Alamogordo, New Mexico. Welcome, Beth. I'm glad to have you. Good. Anybody else? This is Joe Thank from you. Oklahoma. There you are, Joe. Welcome back. Thank you. Kelsey. Kelsey. Welcome, girl. All right. Eva, Missouri City. There you are. Welcome. Not on the treadmill today, but okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Anybody else? Okay. Well, thank y'all. Real quick, we'll just quickly go. So Wednesday is Android Insight, eight, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. All things Android and all things relating to the A-Lady, because I know we all have issues with her, so you can come and miss Ava. Uh, Ava Carruth will be uh, facilitating that. Thursday, we have the Trekkie Talk, and that'll be at 8 o'clock from 8 to 9.30, and uh, that'll be facilitated by Kenny. Uh, and then on uh, those are, let's see, those are the main events, and then... Uh, like I said, all this information can be found on our website, ibugtoday.org. And now we will find out what movie we're going to be. We're going to have Friday night, iBug night at the virtual movies is Friday, this Friday at 8 o'clock. But I have no idea what movie we're going to be watching. So, Mr. McCulloch, are you going to enlighten us with your wonderful clues? Oh... Okay. <laughs> no. that, that was a stretch. Okay. Sorry. I had to wake up. Okay. All right. Yes. We have a wonderful another movie picked out for this Friday. 
And we're going to do uh, play our little guessing game. And again, remember, before you try to guess the title, say your name, wait to be recognized. And I'll give out a series of clues as we go along here. So our first clue is our movie this week is a murder mystery stoked by a mistaken identity. <laughs> a murder Brad. mystery. Ooh, Brad's already gonna take a guess. You're gonna do another Alfred Hitchcock movie, maybe North by Northwest? Oh! <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Brad, Brad's on fire tonight. <laughs> Brad, Brad, say? Brad, Brad, save this from the rest of the clues. <laughs> I was ready well, to I'm, deduct I want... five. I was ready to deduct five points from Brad. <laughs> right Are you really? Is that it? <laughs> that <laughs> is it. Alfred Hitchcock's <laughs> North by Northwest. One of his. I'm an Eva Marie Saint fan. What can I say? Yeah, Eva Marie Saint. Wow. Carrie, That's Carrie awesome. Grant. Carrie Grant Leonard from the ladies. You may have to have a super, super iBug prize for him for that guess. I'm yeah. telling you. I'm tickets last time. I'm, that that well, was great. Yeah, but. All right. What do we have for Brad this week? Well, today, in honor of North by Northwest, which takes place on a train, we are going to be providing Brad with tickets from New York City to L.A., on an Amtrak train, which may take up to five days, but don't worry, you will not be alone. You will have a clear, high-fidelity recording of the iBug guy singing, This Land is Your Land, all the way across the country. This, this land is your land. <laughs> land is awesome. So there oh, you go. No, I can't wait this to is get Herbie. That. Yes, go ahead, Herbie. Okay, first of all, train rides are fun. You don't have to uh, be worried about that. They, they can be a lot of fun. I've done it from Florida to Arizona before, and I did travel through Texas. Um, and my suggestion, though, for the um, other part of your thing is, you know, at a lot of major train stations, you can get out and stretch your legs. And if you just happen to drop the recording at one of those platforms oh, no, before you Herbie. get back on the train, accidents happen. No, they will not happen. All right. Thank you, Herbie. But, All right, Brad. I hope you have a great trip. This is Herbie. Just one more suggestion. I, I think it's only fair that Sandia sings back up with Michael. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Go on, Michael. Next. Another bit of advice. When you're riding a train, if you sing in the bathroom, be prepared for everyone to applaud you as you come out. Sure. Spoken with experience. All right. Thank yeah. you and have a great trip, uh, Brad. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. There's only one little scene in this movie that's on a train, and that's at the very end. Well, don't tell us all the good parts. <laughs> well, I all didn't right. tell any good part. Okay, here we go. All right. So okay. thank you, Brad. Have fun. Hope you all come for the movie. Thank you, Mr. McCulloch, for those wonderful 
One clue. All right, okay. I'm heading to the bathroom. Bye. Oh my God, don't sing, please. Okay, all right. Okay, so we have several people on this call and we really wanna give everybody a chance to uh, have a question in. I know it goes fast and furious. So really, uh, if you have not had a chance to ask a question, this is your turn. So who would like to ask a question? Somebody that didn't Linda. get a turn. Go ahead, Linda. Um, I know we've covered this before and I've tried to do it, but I just can't quite make it happen. I'm trying to copy a phone number from a text and put it into my contacts list. And when I go to copy it, it copies the message and not the phone number. All right. So who, somebody new that hasn't had a chance to, would like to explain it? Somebody? Anybody would like to explain how to... Kelsey? Go ahead, Kelsey. This is kind of a roundabout workaround, but it does work. When you're in the uh, message, if you turn your rotor to words and you swipe down till you get to the phone number after you let voiceover read that number if you three finger quadruple tap that'll copy it to the clipboard very awesome. cool yes that's what i that, uh -huh. i mean there's probably other ways but that's what i do yeah i got there are many ways so whatever works so yeah anybody Thank else you. have a, another suggestion this is kenny go ahead kenny yeah, are you looking for tips on the number copying? Or? How to copy the number, yeah. Okay, this is what I do. I'll, I'll just call the person, hang up, and then go to my phone, go to recents, and then add them as a contact that way. Okay. But it's in my, it's in my text. It's not in my phone. R right. I'll, what I'll do is I'll – oh, I forgot this part. I, um, if they type the number in right, I'll go to links in your message, flick down, it'll start saying the number, double tap. And it'll call the number, and then you can go to your recents. And then uh, once you, of course, you call it. I call it and then quickly hang up, and then go to recents and under under phone, and then add it to my contacts that way. Go to like more info, and then add as new contact and stuff like that. This is Keith. All right, Keith. Uh, Linda, I know you're familiar with this. You've talked about it before, but I uh, do the the two finger tap and hold like the label uh, function and it brings up that the text field of that uh, particular text and I'll just use the the uh, rotor to cut and paste the number and then I just cut it out there and or copy it out there and uh, paste it into a contact card all right three options there Linda anybody Hi. else all right thank you guys okay moving on Who's next? Somebody new, didn't have a turn. This is Kathy. Go ahead, Kathy, finally got a turn, go ahead. Um, I'm wondering if anybody can give me a suggestion. <clears throat> I was planning to, um, when, I'm at, when I'm food shopping, I was thinking if I could have some way of, like as I pick up stuff and Sometimes I'll ask the person, you know, how much does this, how long does this cook for, or, you know, something quick. And I wanted, I always think I'm going to remember it and I never do. And I thought, what would be the best way to write it down? But 
sometimes the phone is really unreliable when you're in a situation where you're trying to do something quick and you know people are waiting and I'm thinking would it be better to like be in notes and maybe just dictate a note every once in a while or would it be better to do the um, video recorder which I don't ever use but I've heard it's gotten better used to seem like it was so complicated or should I just be in pages maybe and dictate couple of lines every once in a while any suggestions what you would do or what works the best quick way so basically the question is a method for making taking a quick note and to be able to go back and find it reliably somebody that hasn't had a chance to speak would like to explain anybody anyone anybody want to talk about Different ways they take notes. I'm sure everybody on here takes notes at some point. It's Roy. Go ahead, Roy. The way I do it, I use Siri, and I just say, Siri, take a note. And then I, you know, speak the note. And then later on, I can go back and say, Siri, read my note. Oh. Okay. This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. One recommendation I do have for a very simple notes app, if you have... In the Dropbox app on your phone, it has a file creation tool, and one of them is a plain text file, amongst others, and that is a very way to um, easily write down, save it in a folder, and you can go back to it. You can edit if you need to or just read it as is, so that is another simple solution that I use, and of course, there's always, you know, like the notes option in your mail accounts as well so those are two of my recommendations um, all right anybody go ahead jim i i think we're kind of gotten sidetracked a little bit because what she really wants to know is about the food item that she's interested in is there a way that maybe an app like seeing AI or Envision AI might be able to tell her the information off of the barcode because it sounds to me that that's really what she wants to get, you know, the, the information about her food item. Right. This is Kathy. Go ahead, Kathy. Actually, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I was shopping at Trader Joe's and their stuff is not in the, um, like, Seeing AI doesn't rec recognize their barcode. And um, when I read like short text or um, document, it was not reading the cooking instructions. I don't know why it's, it would, I even heard it say once when I was reading short text, it said something about cooking instructions. But when I scanned it as a document or read it, read it over and over, it just wouldn't read that part. I don't know. Why? And that's why I was thinking I should have written it down at, while I was at the store. Okay, Kenny. Um, well, I don't know if you feel comfortable with this, but I use an app called Be My Eyes, and that's actually another human uh, volunteer on the oh, other side. Yeah. And, and um, they'll say, you know, you can ask them, hey, I'm cooking XYZ, and I'd like, you know, help of getting instructions on how to cook it. And you can show them the back of the box and They'll say, okay, move a little bit to the right, to the left, up, down, whatever. And then they can read you the instructions. This okay. is yeah, I didn't think of that. And that's totally free, be my eyes. 
Thank you, Scott. Yeah, it is a cool mm -hmm. app. And I think we did yeah. a demo of that in like September. This is Herbie. Yeah, go ahead, Herbie. Well, I just want to point out that perhaps the romantic experience that it was referring to was your relationship with the Super Sense app itself. So. Yeah, that's possible. My relationship with what? I, you broke up. The, the Super Sense app itself, you know. Oh, oh okay. All right. You did, on. you did say you loved it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, going on. Okay, there you go, Kathy. We are moving on to the next topic. Who's next with a new question? This is Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Um, kind of related to this topic, but it is a move on. Uh, how Linda was talking about how, remember I said when we were just chatting before the call, how I want to play around with uh, seeing AI and voice dream scanner to, uh, um, to try and identify foods myself. Uh -huh. So, um, well, Kelsey told me voice dream scanner is only five or $6 initially and that's it. So I'll probably grab it and just to play with it. But how do you know where to take a picture of the box? I mean, cause I've heard there's the option of taking a picture and then there's the option of using this, whatever, however you do it on there, where it'll beep, 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 and faster and faster. And then when you get to the right area, it'll read it. So like, which way is better? You know, that's what I'm wondering, like how, you know. All right. Who would like to? Somebody that hasn't had a turn. Anybody uses Voice Dream Scanner that wants to talk about it? Anybody want to help Brian out? This is Stephen. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, with well, what it does is it um, it's it's kind of a loud and soft kind of thing. Is the closer you get to an item, uh, or the more accurate it is when you hold it over, it'll get louder. It's just a steady tone, you know, kind of. Woo! yeah <laughs> okay poor imitation but you get the idea um and if it if it's not quite accurate it, it goes softer so it's more okay. the pitch as well as the loudness of it okay. and then once you get and then once you get there to the right area it'll actually it'll say what it what it is that you're the box on the box or whatever um well i haven't actually used that part of it but if you're looking to like take a picture of what's on the box um that's how it works Oh, so what it'll, and so it'll, uh, once it, as it, that's for voice dream scanner then. Right. That you were referring to voice dream scanner, right? Right. And so mm -hmm. if it, as, as it gets louder, how do you know when it actually has taken the picture when it's like, how do you know when it actually has, uh, uh, done well, you it? have to tap, you have to double tap the, uh, take picture thing to do this that. Is, oh, so, Dana. so when you think it's loud, when you think it's loud enough, then you can double tap the picture. Correct. That's how I use it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Dana. Mr. Dana. Um, yeah, I, I use Voice Dream Scanner, and there's an option on there that uh, once you get to a certain height and you hold your phone steady, it'll take a picture automatically. Yeah, there is a setting for that. This is Steven. Sorry. Mm -hmm. there, there is a setting for that. I, I usually don't. I, I think I've used it once or twice, but I usually just do it manually. Now okay. for seeing it for, okay, well, I'm going to download it and try it. Uh, Cause Kelsey only said, it said it's not that expensive. You know, notice I call Kelsey out a lot. We're friends. So I'm have permission to do that. <laughs> um, but for seeing AI, is it the same uh, for seeing AI? You just don't know if it's going to take a picture or not. So you pretty much, it won't say you have to take a picture for it to say something. So you really don't know if it's going to, where it's going to, do you not really know if it's really going to take a good picture or something or what? This Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. So with seeing AI, you have options of what kind of how you want to access it, like the the um 
uh, I just forgot what it's called. Well, the document one, the one you're talking about, where it's going to take a picture, it can it can tell you like there's right edge is visible or left edge is not visible, so that you can move your camera and get a good picture. I have a technique where I put my phone on the top of the microwave with the camera lens hanging over the edge. Yeah. And then I put my box on the counter and that's about the right distance for it to, to read and take a good picture. But how do you know the box? Does it matter if the box is at the right angle? Cause there's like two sides of a box. Does it matter if it's at a incorrect angle or you have to turn it one way or turn it the other way or what? Well, that's the thing. You, you kind of center it, you know, and put, if you're putting the box on the counter and lining it up against the microwave, it all is pretty straight because you do want it to be lined up. So it, it sort of be like, it wouldn't be like once, it would be both sides. One side is it's like straight on the counter. So it'd have to be on the counter because my microwave is really tall. But so that it's means only one taken... side is on your right, one side is on your left. It's not like holding it uh, sideways. Then. Yeah, you'd, well, you'd lay it flat. And then if you wanted yeah. to get the side panels, I mean, I was trying to get every panel because I couldn't decide where the instructions were. But um, the other way to, to use it is to just where it reads you, Quick, I just forgot what the first one is called. Short text. Uh, short, short text, thank you. Text. And that yeah. just kind of looks at it quick and reads the words it's, it recognizes. And usually it does a good job. I mean. For seeing AI? Yeah. Yes, for seeing AI. All right, well, I'll have to play around with it then, so. Oh, okay, hang on. Then, Mr. Dana has a call. Go ahead, Kathy. Okay, go ahead, finish. sorry. Uh, no, Kathy. Pretty yeah, much. yeah, Kathy's going to finish. Go ahead, Kathy. Mom, sorry, it was silly. I was just going to say there's also a person setting where it will take a picture of you or a person and it'll tell you how old it thinks you are <laughs> oh yes yes it does it's, if you smile you lose 10 years so always smile okay <laughs> thank you kathy okay mr dana you want to add anything to that uh no i was just gonna say uh when you um document and you want to take a picture of a box or papers or anything just it'll tell you if you're lined up um you know left left edge is not visible or right edge is not visible top edge is not visible or bottom edge is not visible uh, and then if it's all visible it'll say hold steady and then it'll take a picture automatically again like voice stream scanner so once I open the, once I tell Siri to open the seeing AI app, I just have to go hunt down wherever that is. Yeah, just, just go to, um, just go to uh, uh, documents. This is Keith. Okay, okay go ahead, Keith. Uh, just uh, FYI, the uh, bottom center of the phone of that app is channels. You can uh, swipe up through the different channels and, and you can reorder them in settings, but typically it says the short text document. And there's also an option for product. And with the product uh, option, it will scan, actually scan the barcodes. Uh, I, it's hit or miss if you use the product. Um, okay. You really have to know where the barcodes are and it will give you the audible tone and the faster it gets, it okay. will it will finally lock on and give you the product information. Um, of course, you'll have to know pretty much where the barcode is. Like on Kansas, sure. 
it's close to the scene. Uh, but if you're right. just if you're just wanting to quickly find out what it is, I I I always use the short text and just instead of uh, the tabletop. If I'm at a tabletop, I'll definitely use the tabletop. But if I'm just out and about, I'll actually hold the phone steady and move the product around right. and. Okay. And that way, it, with the short text, it possibly will pick up enough uh, information to let you know that this is a can of tomato soup and not yeah. the can of peas. Okay. All righty. All right. Thank I'll, I'll you. I'll try to play around with it. Thanks, Linda. guys. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. Moving on. Who's okay, next? Um, go ahead, Linda. I have kind of a related uh, statement. Um I have a twin brother, and we had our picture taken together. And seeing AI did not tell us we were the same age. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, very cute. Okay. I won't say who we said was older. Thank you, guys. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Thank you, Linda. Okay. Who's next? Somebody new? This, this is Joe. Joe, go ahead, Joe. Okay. I am still struggling. I My phone is quite old. It's a 6S, I believe. I'm looking okay. forward to getting the SE. To uh, uh, twenty twenty also. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was trying to move my the icons after it updated to fourteen point one the other day. Uh, last time you all mentioned about turning the rotor and be able to go to actions first before you start moving the icon. My rotor doesn't have an action spot on it, so that didn't help me. Um, then whenever I would go to the icon. I have to flick very quickly. Otherwise, I touch the icon and it opens up. And um, so okay. I flick down. And uh, then whenever I, I go double tap, I get to edit. And I say uh, move icon or whatever. And then I go down to where I want it to go. Now, if I remember right, it used to be you'd put your finger on where it went and you say before or after the other icon. But now when I do that, it thinks I want to edit the second icon. So pretty soon I'm editing two or three different icons. Right. Okay. So. Yes, it's a little. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah, this is a little bit complicated, but I mean, it's gotten better over time. Somebody want to explain a little bit of a review about editing, or I could try to do a little brief demo of that, I suppose. Uh, let's see here. Nothing like uh, live demos, right, Stephen? Here we go. Uh, let's see. Go for it. Okay, so here we go. So, Joe. Okay. Safari. Okay. So, what we want to do, if you want to, we're trying to move an a move an icon, right? That's yes. kind of the goal, yes. right? That's the okay. Goal. So, go to your home screen. Find, you know, uh, find the find the whatever. Find the one that you want to move. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. News folder, two apps. Okay, so let's see. I'm... News folder, two apps, health. Health, okay. So I, I, so my focus is on health, and then if I uh, swipe down. Edit mode. So now I just swipe down with one finger, and I'm in edit mode. Now if I swipe right, let's see what we get. News folder, two oh. health. Edit mode, activate default edit mode. And so I can double tap on edit mode. Yes. Started editing. So now I've activated this. So what, what is going to happen now? News folder. Health oh, is editing. Wow. Health is editing. Alert. Oh. Remove health. So we can remove it. 
removing from home remove from home cancel no button. we don't want to do that okay so let's go add back widget button. oh dear we can add widgets i know you've had dealt with widgets last time or a couple yes. of times ago done button add widget add widget no, no, I button. don't want to do that either. Safari is editing character mode. Okay, hold on. Editing. So no. now I swiped up. This okay, is Go ahead, Keith. Uh, when you're in edit mode and you get over the focus over the app you want to move, then yes. instead of double tapping it, you will swipe up and down again and go through the options that it will give you. Yes. And then I, I think that's to, what happens, Sonia. You right. You double tapped it before you went through the options. <clears throat> okay, let's try it again. Then swipe up, swipe edit down. Mode. We're in edit mode, and now what shall we do? Swipe down, and we what? Activate default. There's activate edit mode and edit. This mode. is Stephen. Yeah, go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, you double tap on edit, but okay. once you then it, you you want to swipe down whenever you want it to either move it to a folder. Uh, started editing okay. okay bard mobile is editing okay actions so, available oh actions yeah. available so there so okay okay i see so you you so you heard that uh joe so now i'm on another yeah go ahead what who somebody's saying something okay anyway I so could, i could i could find the drag icon okay that's what and then i would put it over the place where i wanted to place it Okay, well, here, here, let's go. So here we, we've already, so now we're on bar. So we were on health, and now I'm going to move health to this, uh, near this other app, okay? NFB Newsline. Okay, so now what can I do? Edit mode. All right. Oh, no, so it's going to think that I want, so I, I, so I waited too long, I right. think. Now that's right. what happened, because that's what you were saying, Joe. You are ending up editing more than one yes. app. So yes. you have to do it fairly quickly. All right, that's what you were mm -hmm. saying. So let's try this again. Home, okay. news folder, okay, we're gonna TV, start health. on health, swipe down, edit mode, and then double tap, started editing, and then NFB okay. Newsline is editing. Okay, actions available, actions available, stop editing apps, you can stop, delete, delete, drag NFB Newsline, what activate oh. default. So I can drag, oh, so I'm on now, drag NFB Newsline so I can move Stop it. Stop editing apps. Activate. Drag NFB Newsline. Bard Mobile is editing. Settings is editing. So Drops available. Actions available. So I can drop it right there or... Stop editing apps. Add to drag session. Or I can add, you know, it's on settings right now. So I could add settings and move them together. So I, I, it, it's a little bit confusing, but I yeah. hope that helps you. This is Steven. Go ahead, Steven. Yeah, essentially, you just keep swiping down with one finger, and it just goes through the various options, and you pick the one you want, and then double tap on that. Right, and I would drag it, and then whenever I wanted to place it in front of whatever the next one would be, it, it picks up and wants to edit it. I'm trying to be able to place it on that plot spot. Yeah. So you got to, like we did a minute ago, if I don't... Drop an FB Newsline. See here. Settings. Drop oh, ready. There it says. ready. See? Mm -hmm. Drop an FB news line after settings. Drop ready. So it's ready to go. So if I double tap, now it's going to drop it. Drop complete. Row five, column oh, three. Correct. There you go. So let's see. If you wait too long, I'm going to be like what you said earlier. It's going to think I want to add all these things to the edit yes. section. Okay. So it's uh, pretty Look cool. The drop part. Okay. Okay. Thank you. 
Okay, thank you guys. So, right, that was quite exciting. Okay, who's next? Anybody new? New question? This is, this is Beth. Beth. Oh, okay, Beth, go ahead. Is that you? Who is that? Finished editing. Billy. Oh, Billy. Sorry, sorry. You're kind of coming in and out. Okay, go ahead, Billy. Okay, um, I was wondering was possible to, uh, when you're using the Zoom app and you're using the video, uh, to have it in landscape mode? If anybody knows that. Okay, anybody? Question about Zoom and landscape mode. I, I don't know why not, but I, I don't know. I've never had that, op I've never seen that as an option, but many times I've turned off my video. Is, so yeah, go ahead, Steven. Well, I'm wondering, I mean, if you use lock orientation, yeah. If you put it in, well, you can change it to landscape and then lock it or, or just, I wonder if it would work on that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's the only possibility I can think of. Yeah, this is Billy. Uh, Hi, Billy. I, I can uh, try that. Uh, I had forgotten about orientation lock, but it's just like the reason I'm asking is because uh, my iPad is in a case and it only has it where you can prop it up on landscape mode, not vertically. So, so that's why I was asking. Okay. Well, try it out. Turn off on orientation and maybe it'll just automatically flip over to landscape, okay? So good luck with that. Okay, anybody else? New question? Who has a new question? Anybody new? Or anybody with a question? Go ahead, Sue. Um, I'm sure all the rest of you know this, but since I've been getting on Zoom with the home phone and only occasionally have gotten on with the iPhone, I'm wondering, does it come up automatically showing your picture? Or do you have to turn that on or you don't know which way it's going to come up? Who would like to help Sue with that question about Zoom and your video? This is Scott. Go ahead, Scott. I would, because uh, I always see something that says start my video. So it seems like I'm guessing by default it's off. So I, there's, I always, I've never done that, but if I've never had to do it. So I've seen a button or, or a thing that says start my video. It's right next to the mute button, I think. I've the seen that. And then sometimes bottom. when I do that, then the sound comes on. Because before that, the sound would be on. But I, I have a feeling the SE 2020 is going to do better than the 6S when it comes to Zoom. Maybe oh, It will ask you start with video or start without video. And so you, you can just always, you know, depending on what you're doing. And maybe you want the video on, other people want to see yeah, you, probably, you want to see other people. There so. would be an option in there to check it, you know, to, to start it, start, start, go into the meeting with video on or off. Right, and exactly. Okay, this well, is Keith. really exciting. Go ahead, Keith. Also, in, if you open up the Zoom app and you're not in a meeting, you can go to settings and you can actually toggle some of that stuff on and off like the video. Like I have mine set up to, uh, to have video off and to mute on entry 
Uh, so, you know, I don't even have to go through all those options um, when coming into a meeting. They're automatically uh, set. So you have that option as well to go in the setting and set that up. Oh, so you go to setting and go to Zoom and set up what you want in there. Correct. If you don't want to set it each time. if Like, uh, I think by default, you it comes in and gives you that option to start with or without video. And also, I think by default, you come in unmuted and, uh, you know, you can go to settings and actually turn that stuff off when you, so you can come into a meeting uh, with the video automatically turned off and your mute is automatically on. Okay. And then if, if you tap on the link that it has for the Zoom, do you have to type in the passcode and the, I mean, and sometimes you have a one-tap mobile, then you don't have to put it in. But otherwise, do you have to type in the passcode and the ID? All right. Who would like to help uh, Sue with that question? Anybody? Can I answer that question? Who would this like? is Keith. Go ahead. It just depends. Um, if you, if you uh, go into a meeting, if the uh, person that provided the link embedded the passcode, um, you do not have to enter it in. Uh, if they do not, yes, you do. And if you go into history, if you've gone to, like, say, this iBug meeting uh, last week and you go to history to start the meeting uh, in the Zoom app, you will have to enter the passcode in that instance. So it just depends. Go ahead. Sometimes it talks you know, while you're trying to find the numbers and then you can't hear where the numbers are. So that, that's partly why I sort of gave it up. Okay. Um, you're saying you can't hear the password that you need to enter, is that what you're saying? Well, you, well, you can't hear to find the numbers because it's saying other stuff over, over top of it while you're trying to feel around the screen to get your numbers. Right, right. Um, any suggestions for Sue on how to do that? Yeah, it's... This is Keith. Go ahead. Uh, okay, don't sound so excited. But anyway, uh, most of the time, if, if uh, iBug or whoever else uh, requires a password, which everybody has to now, you know, they'll include it in the email or on the website, and you can just cut and paste it off of there. Uh, that way you're not having to listen for a lot of it. It's, it's usually kind of isolated where you can get to it pretty easy. That's, that's usually what I do. I'll, I'll just find it in the email and cut it out of there and, and then cut it and paste it into the, the passcode field. But you have two of them. How can you do the two of them, both numbers? Oh, I see what you're saying. The, um, typically, in that case, I'll, I'll you use the link to get to to that meeting, but then use the paid cut and paste to do the actual um, password, passcode, whatever they call it. Okay. Uh, so hopefully that will that should help Sue. It's a little confusing. I mean, Zoom is. The way that we're all going, so I, you know, it's some very good questions that you're asking, and thank you, Keith. So, uh, 
This the, is Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Um, what I have done is record the uh, password, either on a separate recording device, little Wilson device, or I'll put it on my uh, laptop. And I just have that in the document. And that way I can be able to read it from the document and tap in the numbers on the password. Very clever. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it all, like, like, uh, like Keith said, it all kind of depends on if the password is embedded in the link. I mean, so some people are, do, some people do that and some people don't. So I think the issue that you're saying is having, finding the field where you need to type in the password. So you, you know, may need to put audio ducking on so that you can hear voiceover over all the other stuff that's going on. And that way, maybe you, that will help you enter the password. Okay, so I hope that helps. All right. Okay. All right. Who's next? Good questions. All right, who's next? Anybody else? New question? <clears throat> Anybody else with a new thought? New problem. New solution. I know, right? Maybe they have a solution. It's Kathy. I have another question if nobody's got one. Yeah, I think it's yours, lady. Go ahead. Okay. Ever since I got my new phone and I upgraded to 14 software, some of my... Uh, Okay, when I'm in Dice World, for example, <laughs> so when I hit a button, it'll say other words, like it'll say plate or, or I don't know, but it, it says these other words. Like, I don't know if they're pictures that it's mm -hmm. describing. Does anybody know? And it happens this other places. I thought Herbie yeah. would answer this one. Go ahead, Herbie. This is voiceover kind of trying to be cute. It's trying to describe some of the images it's seeing of like the different dice and stuff. And it's kind of, you know, voiceover just trying to be cute. And you just kind of like, I just, you get to a point where you don't even notice that anymore. You just like, okay, blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you hear it and you don't, you just keep moving on. But it's not this is telling Scott. you anything extremely important. Okay, go ahead, Scott. Thanks, Harvey. Go ahead. Do you do you hear a little ding right before it says something like that? I think it used to. You I think I got the ding turned off. I went into. Oh. I was in. Oh, okay. Well. I was in accessibility. There's some place where it says. It says something. I wish I could remember this words. Is Herbie. I, go ahead, Harvey. What you're thinking of is image description. Um, that's the yes. one that has a little ding. So that's what you're thinking of. And to answer your question, Scott, I actually did try, um, I haven't tried it recently, but in the past, I actually did try turning that off within Dice World specifically to see if that affected anything. And it still actually read stuff to me, like tried to describe stuff to me. So it's um, turned I off the sound. <laughs> yep. So I didn't notice the difference. I had to be, I didn't notice much of a difference myself. So. Okay, very good. Yeah, that's that little image description thing is coming up. It comes up in various apps and it'll say like two people are 
you know, just like totally, you're like, where did that come from? So, but I think it is, does help to have that beep to kind of say, okay, well, we know it's kind of coming. So, so, okay. And it's nothing useful at all. Yeah, nothing I mean. useful. It's just describing whatever's there. I mean, we, I guess I never knew, even knew that there were images there, you know, that we were missing. So, right. So there we go. We're learning what's there, what other people are seeing. So, so, okay. Very good. Anybody else? The new question. Or new. This is Herbie. Go Kelsey. ahead. Oh, Kelsey. Okay. okay. I, I was just going to ask uh, Kathy at some point if you oh. want to share what your dice will be using. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was... Go ahead, Kelsey. I'm just curious. Um, I just ordered a new iPad mini. Yay for me. Oh, yes. <laughs> and um, I was just curious. Does the iPad support image descriptions and the new uh, voiceover recognition feature? Okay, does anybody know that or have experience with that? Anybody? The iPad. So the features that we were just talking about, I would think if they're on iOS, like iPad, what, OS 14 or I guess you may have to go and find out, but I would. I guess, guess so. Would be yes, I would think yes. I know my but... phone doesn't. You're lucky. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, what? What are what iOS? What operating system are you on? You're on thirteen or no fourteen? But my iPhone doesn't support. My iPhone doesn't do image recognition or um, the new voiceover recognition thing. Oh, okay, so I think some of that stuff started at, with 10 or I forgot you have an 8, right? 8 plus, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, some of the new features in iOS 14 only work with like Darn. 10 or, and then S SC 2020, I think they do is work. So. so that's kind of disappointing because I was hoping I could use that voiceover recognition feature to try and read an inaccessible app, but oh well. Well, not sure there. <laughs> Good try, Kelsey. Keep the, I tried. Have a new iPad and the other one has been a, yep, been a little be bit here. of a trouble. So Good, supposed to be luck. here next week. So. All right, exciting. All these people getting new toys. So very good. Yep. All right. So, who's next? New question? This is Kathy again. My, Go ahead. Uh, my Dice World password is Catshell, K-A-T-S-H-E-L. Okay. All right. Okay. Who's next? Next question. Anybody else? I know I had an issue trying to think of my question that I had. Well, I had I, I had some just pop into my head if nobody oh, else okay, has go ahead, This is Steven. Okay. So, of course, we know that audio description is available, and you can turn that setting on or off in your iOS device. I'm curious if when I know that, that captioning is also available, and I'm curious if, uh, you know, obviously it's it's mainly, you know, for people who are deaf or hard of hearing, but... Does voiceover read the captions like if you're on a, 
I guess in a, a movie or or something, anything that has captioning. I'm just curious how that works. If it adds an element, like if you wanted to see something that was on the screen that maybe there was no audio description, does captioning do that through voiceover? Yes, it's Kathy. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Kathy. But it does work. <clears throat> I have Netflix, <clears throat> and I had it turned on um, by mistake, and it there were a couple of different things that can go on. One of them is as the people speak, your voiceover says the words they're speaking. Um, ah, yeah. And there was also another thing where I think it described things, but not the things that we need. Like it wouldn't describe, you know, it would say something like they yelled it out or mm-hmm. a loud noise. Oh. You know, it, it actually yeah. said it's, it's really not helpful for a blind person <laughs> right it's helpful for deaf people it said like heels you know walking footsteps in oh, the right, distance right. or something so it's pretty cool i mean and, and, you know it play it'll tell you like if music is playing you know high notes are playing you know it'll tell you different things about the music and so forth so this is all geared toward um you know someone who's deaf right right this is steven yeah mm-hmm. i what i'm mainly wondering is that if it's on videos that that don't have any like if it's no if there's no dialogue for instance like you're just watching a video of something Uh and if it has captioning because you know with like if you're watching a movie and if they're saying what the people are saying that's probably going to be distracting exactly but i'm thinking of i'm thinking of things that that just video only with no audio this is herbie okay go Go ahead, Herbie. If, you know, if um, image description wouldn't read it, you could try seeing if screen recognition would. Um, I actually did get it once to um, read stuff within pictures on a uh, app that was playing commercials once. So I want to say screen recognition theoretically could. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so a possibility. That's, you, that's what I would recommend trying it's probably going to be iffy but you know um so that's what i would try screen recognition okay go ahead mr mcculloch yeah i was thinking one situation that that might be useful is uh i mean it wouldn't help for the description but if you were watching a foreign film with english subtitles oh yeah then it 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 might be useful for that Okay. Oh, we can watch that movie that what was it the movie that won uh, the best picture it's a foreign film okay anyway we digress okay well thank you who else has a question a new question so if not i had a, an experience today i was trying my Bluetooth keyboard and paired it with my iPhone. And then I was, so my, I guess my question for you guys is I have the Logitech, Logitech K811. And I guess I never have like used it the way that it really was intended is like, you know, you can use it with your iPad and your iPhone and your Mac or whatever. So for those of you who have one, I know there's like the little button on the back of the keyboard. So how do you go through the different, like different Bluetooth devices? Do y'all, can you, can anybody explain that? Or does anybody have one that's on this call? Anybody? 
like if you wanted to toggle between different devices, how would you do that? Maybe not. Oh, there were some K11, some anybody with a Logitech keyboard. This is Kenny. Go ahead, Kenny. I, have a, I don't have the K811, but I have another Logitech, and mine is with the F1, F2, or F3 key. And so if I wanted to pair, like, say with an iPhone, I would hit the appropriate key I wanted to pair with, say F1 for the iPhone, make a pair, and it's working good. And say if I wanted to do that with the Mac, I would hit F2, pair it with the Mac, and it'd be good. And then say if I wanted to pair it with, say, an iPad, I'd pair it with F3. And so now they're all three paired. And if I wanted to switch between the two, like, say, back to the iPhone, I would hit F1 and uh, oh, it would switch back to the iPhone. <laughs> and then okay. F2, of course, would be the, the Mac and F3 would be the iPad. Or, or, but you don't have to do it in that order. But those are the three keys I use to switch back and forth. Right. I, 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 I could see that there was some blue lighting, you know, above those first three mm -hmm. function keys. But I couldn't. Yeah. I, I just was like, I had never done it before. Um, mm -hmm. So I think, I think Roy had a comment. Roy, did you have a comment? Well, I thought, okay. It's Kathy. Go ahead, Kathy. Are you saying, so that a Bluetooth device can only, no, that you're saying like a usual device, like an iPhone can only hook up to one Bluetooth device, but the Bluetooth device can be hooked up to several. Right, the, right. The Bluetooth like, keyboards, yeah. some of them can, yes. The older ones are one to one, and but some can be hooked up like three three different devices: Mac, Windows, or Android or iPhone. So, just to follow up, Kenny, what on earth is that button on the back of the keyboard? What does that do? The, um, I, I would when you said that, I was thought I to me I thought it was a pairing button. So oh, basically, is that the you, pairing you button? Okay. Uh, I thought it was. I mean, that, that'd be my guess, but I don't have a eight eleven. Uh, so, but if I was to guess, I would say it was a pairing button. Okay, Eva and then David, go ahead. Uh, my suggestion about the button on the back. I used to have a Logitech. Isn't that like to switch devices? Well, see, that's what I. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. David. Oh yeah. Well, the one I have is like the K three eighty, and it has yeah you know, those three buttons in the upper left hand corner. Or how where the function keys would be on a keyboard. Uh -huh. uh, first three are your uh, three devices. So you press on one and hold down and pair it, and that's your number one device. And then the uh -huh. two buttons is your second device. And okay, okay. Third, you just have to kind of remember which is which. You know which. Okay. Okay. You paired with your phone, with your iPad, with your whatever. So then, when I want to switch between them, all I have to do is hit that function key, and I'm good. Yeah, yes. the button for the yes for the device you want. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness! Well, <laughs> but I don't know about yours if yours is older and doesn't have that feature. But uh, yeah, this, this is about, about two or three years old. Not the one yeah, and a half. Yeah, it's a year. But we still haven't figured out what the button on the back is. That's maybe the pairing button on the back of mine. But I don't have the full sized. Is that a full size keyboard? No, it's a little. No, it's not got a number pad or anything. No, it's just a regular. Is this foldable or what is it? Is no, it's not foldable. No. Uh, um, go, I don't know. I'll have to. Okay, go ahead, Kenny. What I would do for a test is, um, you know, make sure your Bluetooth is on. Turn your Bluetooth on your iPhone real quick. Go to Bluetooth settings and hold that 
button down and see if the keyboard will show up. Okay. And if it does show up, then that is the pairing button. Okay, um, I'll try it out. I will definitely, because yeah. I rediscovered, you know, my, my Bluetooth keyboard uh, because it, it really is much easier than dictating and so forth, like we've all talked mm -hmm. about on this call at length. So, okay, anybody else? Comment, question? About- Sorry, I had stepped out of the room. You Zoom press, US has you press what okay. up and down to, to reactivate the keyboard, sorry? I'm sorry. With that too, not all the letters are taking right away. No, my question was how to switch between devices by device pairs with multiple devices. So how to switch, that was the question. So that's what we were talking about. Okay, sorry. Sorry, coming in and out. It's a little hard to hear. So where are we? PM. All right, we are at the end of our call. That's where we are. So, Stephen, thank you so much. You're welcome. As thank always. you to everyone for participating. And we are glad that you're here. So please uh, join us for our many events and come for our movie on Friday. It is uh, North by Northwest and then Trekkie Talk on Thursday and Android Insight on Wednesday. So thank you guys Ooh. so much. And we will see you here next week. Getting ready for Thanksgiving. Awesome. All right. Okay. Good night, Bye, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye. Oh, okay. Just a reminder also, we are doing our talent show. So be